these are tough decisions. These are tough decisions to make. And you really have to love yourself and know you're worth it to be like, crap, I'm putting another $20,000 into this house or crap, I'm throwing out my bed. Like there's a lot of crap moments that are going to come up. And yeah, so you can get, you can get a lesson from it as well. And I think, yeah, I, I read this beautiful quote today about like, happiness like grows your branches and like sadness grows your roots and I thought it was so beautiful it's like even those hard things like they make like life richer welcome back to the essentially you podcast I am your host Dr. Marisa Snyder and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy vitality and joy and become the CEO of your health let's jump on in If you've ever seen mold growing inside of your home, especially on a wall or the ceiling, most of the time there is a much larger problem hiding just behind that area that is worth looking into immediately. See, that surface mold is the tip of an iceberg with a much bigger underlying issue beneath. Now, I cannot tell you how many friends and family I have seen suffer because of toxic mold that they simply weren't aware of, or they didn't realize that they had a bigger issue than what they originally saw. And the real reason we need to be concerned is really the byproduct of this mold, which is toxic mycotoxins that enter our body by simply breathing. Now, mycotoxins are produced, again, by mold and can wreak havoc on essentially any system in the body, leading to a confusing malaise of chronic symptoms from headaches to allergies to autoimmune conditions. And it can be super hard to identify unless you actually run a lab test. Now, mold toxins range from mildly toxic to extremely potent, as you can imagine. They can also be used as biological warfare. And here's why. Mold toxins suppress the immune system, damage and kill cells, cause cancer and birth defects, impair mitochondrial function, and the central nervous system. Thus far, there is a vast amount of research on the effects in animals, but limited research on humans. Now, because I have seen the link between mold exposure and hormone issues, I invited one of my dear friends and mold expert, Bridget Danner, and she's going to be breaking down how to know if you've been impacted by mold toxicity and what to do about your home and how to heal your body if you have been exposed, whether it is, you know, a decade ago or most recently. Now, before we jump into this powerful interview about mold and what we can do about it, I want to quickly sing her praises. Bridget Danner is a licensed acupuncturist since 2004 and a certified functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner since 2015. She has run an integrative medicine clinic for 10 years, done treatments on over 12,000 people. And after losing everything to toxic mold, Bridget now educates about toxins and how to detoxify with a functional healthcare approach through her online community at BridgetDanner.com. She also offers functional lab testing and practitioner-grade supplements through her shop, HormoneDetoxShop.com. She also has a new book coming out on toxic mold. It's literally the guide, and we'll be talking about it in the interview. Let's welcome her to the show. Hey, one more thing. If you've been feeling sluggish and want to give your body a much-needed reset, I'm talking about healing your gut, liver, hormones, and metabolism, join my 14-day detox. We are launching our spring group this March 1st with amazing community support. My 14-day detox focuses on giving you the right foods with easy recipes so there is zero guesswork about what to eat and how to get results. Join us by signing up at drmarisa.com slash detox and experience more energy, mental clarity, and improved digestion. 
Welcome to the Essentially You podcast again, my dear Bridget Danner. How are you doing today, girl? Good. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to be back on. Mm, I am so excited about this conversation. We are talking about mold and if it's if it's a big part of why so many women are dealing with hormone issues or a lot of other issues like chronic fatigue and brain fog. And I know you can speak to it from personal experience. But what I want to do, I want to kick off a little bit of storytelling. We were telling some stories about when we were in, in college about mold experiences that we had. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, we like, should have recorded it. It won't be funny. It's funny the second time, but we'll try our best, you guys. <laughs> well, the reason why we were telling stories is um, we, we have a good friend of ours who recently discovered mold and a couple of the ways that they were trying to treat it. I referred to Bridget immediately. And I was like, I don't think that's how you treat mold. I don't think that's how you do any of it. I'm not a mold expert, but I'm, I know one. And so we reached out. And one of the things that I think is a, a, a major myth is that bleach will kill mold. And so I was telling you about the story when I was in college, my, in my bedroom, I had a little workstation clearly to do my education at, to, to study and below the desk, there was all this black mold growing on the wall. And so every week I would take a little spray bottle with bleach and water and I would spray it. And literally within five days, the mold just <laughs> popped right back like, Hey, and I was like, okay, let me just get this bleach. Cause my landlord was going to do a whole lot of nothing about it. And I didn't know what to do. And goodness knows, girl, I don't even want to know what was in the wall. Because if it was growing back that quickly every week after a bleach spray down, I have to believe that that was a major infestation going on. Yeah. Yeah. I always joking with you. It's like, yeah, this is like a functional medicine. You can't just keep spraying the symptom. <laughs> it's just going to come back. There's a leak. There's a leak somewhere and that area keeps being wet. So the mold keeps growing. So that's what you're dealing with. And yeah, I was sharing like a lot of my clients have stories related to college living. You know, it's where we kind of idealize even like cheap living for college, a little substandard living. And it's often moldy. So I was sharing when I, I went to college in Ohio, my last two years, I was in a house with three other girls. And we had a one bathroom, first of all, for the four of us. And it was carpeted, which is always a bad idea. No idea. And there, I think the toilet wasn't sealed correctly. So we get literal mushrooms growing out of the carpet. <laughs> and we didn't care. We thought it was funny. Uh, but my friend's dad, who I recall now is was a doctor, he was like, uh-uh, <laughs> you got to get your landlord out here. You shouldn't have mushrooms growing in your bathroom. So, you know, luckily, hopefully you and I didn't get sick from it, but we did get exposed. And sometimes I do think back and think like, what else, when other, I know the time I really got exposed, but maybe what other times did I get exposed or other people listening? Because I have seen clients come to me that have really seemingly no current exposure, but they, you know, have lived a lot of places and yeah, maybe they remember going to college and, you know, living in some nasty dorm or broken down house and they were exposed to mold. And if sometimes if you don't detoxify it, you never recover. And it just becomes like one of the things that is influencing your health ongoing. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think what's so critical here is that when it comes to opportunists like mold myotoxins, they can stay, they're persistent. They can stay inside of the body, which is what I want to talk about. I want to really loop into kind of your, your biggest showdown with mold in your home. If you're willing to talk a little bit about just kind of, you know, what you were, what you didn't know, like what you didn't realize you didn't know what was the result of all of it and kind of how it inspired you to be a renegade in this particular area today. So much like, you know, our friend that was going through it now, it's like, you can't always see it. It's not like we were in this house and if you came over, you'd be like, Ooh, this place is, you know, toxic. It, it was just an older home. It can be a newer home too. We can talk about that. And we just had no idea there was some leaking behind the walls from, windows being installed incorrectly, additions to the home. It was one of those like little homestead homes they kept getting added on to. And we had a, a full basement, which is kind of always trouble. Crawl spaces are always trouble. We had some improper drainage from our gutters that, you know, should everything should drain away from the house, but it wasn't. And we had a very wet winter. I mean, it was going on a long time, but when we finally discovered it, we're having a very wet winter. We were getting some um, moisture also had a carpeted basement. <laughs> I just really attract the inappropriate carpeting. There um, was so mushrooms that, down there, weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some mushrooms I could have gotten high on of those. So there was some moisture coming in. And again, we didn't really think a huge thing of it until I really hit like the lowest low of illness. Like I just was not doing well. I was doing IV therapy. I was detoxing. I was already a practitioner. I was really into the healthy lifestyle. And I was just like, I am not doing well. I'm dragging. I had a strep throat. Like, and so finally some naturopaths at a naturopathic college were like, what has changed in your environment? And one thing I was like, well, yeah, we did have this moisture intrusion in our basement recently. It's always been kind of a stinky basement. And they said, have you ever thought about mold? And that was really the first moment. And I I came home and, and told my husband at the time and he was like, yeah, I've been concerned about that basement. Like, let's, let's get a mold inspector. And that's when he did samples of, of air and drywall and checked for moisture in the walls, checked all those things like gutters and drainage. And, you know, the report was like, yeah, you have several potential problems here. So those, those guys aren't health experts, right? So, and they admit it. So they're like, here's this report. It's sort of up to you what you want to do next. And uh, that's often when mistakes can be made because you want to take action, but you maybe also want to save money or you don't really know what you're dealing with. And I got a lot sicker in those next few months because we were still in the home. It was being ripped up. We are moving our belongings around the home without really any advice from the people doing it on how this could affect our health. So I got, then I, I mean, I thought I was at my low and now is at my real low. Like my short-term memory was gone. I lose things all the time. I couldn't remember a thought. I was like, became so tired. I was just trying to, as I'm telling this story more often, like I was so physically tired that my brain would start to like fantasize about like dying, which is scary. You know, it's like, maybe I could take some kind of pill and not wake up. And it wasn't like I was thinking it. It was almost like I was just so tired 
that my body was like trying to find an escape from having to go on. It was crazy. So, you know, some of those moments were really the lowest and we had to move out of the house. So it's it's a huge disruptor, especially if you handle it wrong. And, you know, it was a long haul to deal with that health, house, deal with my health that had just really deteriorated. I think I was in the home about eight years and there's other things going on in my life. And I thought, oh, well, it's stress or, oh, it's because I had a baby or this or that. Um, but the mold was, for my particular body, just really becoming an overwhelming source of inflammatory, immune-depressing stress. Mm. I mean, I remember I we, we were friends then. And I remember you guys moving. Um, and then ultimately, you know, this was when you were living in Portland. And ultimately, now you live in Arizona. So it really, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I encourage people sometimes to do some drastic things. I'm like, cause I think people are kind of, kind of like our friend or you with your bleach spray. It's like, well, I'll just patch over all these problems in my life and like stay in the same house, stay in the same town. It's like, sometimes you need to, you know, pull it by the root and for the sake of your health, really make a big change. Mm. I agree. I 100% agree. And I mean, I know, I, I think a lot of us, mold is extremely unsightly. Let's be honest. None of us like to see it. It's it's gross, right? But we, I also know that there are different types of mold. Not all mold is created equal. And so talk to me about mold that we need to be concerned with. This is toxic mold. And and how often is a leakage or or moisture, dampness in the house, You've got a leak from the bathroom to the downstairs area. How often is it is it toxic mold? Is it pretty pretty much always the case? Or I mean, is it something that we always need to test and find out? I think the first question, it's a little hard to answer. Like if you see mold, it's I don't know the odds that it's toxic. I'll explain that more. But yeah, if there's been like say there's a water intrusion and you you deal with it quickly, like mm-hmm. Quickly, You're quickly. Like quickly. you, you did it that day and you hours. dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. You hired people, you cut out, that, you cut out a drywall bigger than the section. Like you removed the moisture quickly. You ran fans. Um, that's the best case scenario. But if you didn't notice a leak and mold did develop, I think, well, let's say, and especially if you have any health concerns in the household, then I think you should be testing that and finding out what that is. If you're everyone's feeling like a million bucks and you just found a little mold somewhere, maybe it's okay. But if it's a big area or anybody's sick with anything, uh, I think you need to investigate that. Uh, I don't, you know, the one kind of mystery, maybe I'll find somebody who can answer this for me. So there's many, many species of mold. There's only about 12 that are really releasing toxic mycotoxins. There are more that are like allergenic that could irritate like your respiratory system and stuff. So there's some other classes, but there's only 12 that are toxic. And for some reason, those really do well in a home. I don't entirely know why that is, but I can tell you why it grows in a way that makes us sick in a sense. Like say, I always say like if you're in the forest and there's mold and there's like rotting trees and there's sunshine and there's rain and like that's a natural environment. So mold there isn't going to get you sick. But your home is a very unnatural environment at this point. You know, it's it's all manufactured. It's like drywall and carpet and and then it gets wet. And then it maybe continues to get wet because there's some leak or something. So now we have this very unnatural situation 
of moisture saturating drywall all the time. And that mold that's growing has no competition like it would in the woods. So it can just kind of do its thing as happy as can be. You've given it its perfect, warm, damp place to grow. So again, I don't know why toxic strains seem to do so well in a home, but that's sort of why in this instance, uh, mold can become very dangerous because it's just continuing. It's like a roommate that you don't want to have. It's just continuing to grow and emit. So it emits these mycotoxins and emits some other um, like particles and gases to VOCs that are that are all irritating. And one person in the family could be, the body could be sensing it and it's dealing with it. And another could be really reacting or it could take time for everybody to start reacting. Uh, one person could have skin issues, another could have asthma, another could have anxiety. So it's it's a tough one to pin down, especially if you don't see the mold, because you just think, well, this is life. Like, we're not feeling great. Mm. So I guess that first step is one, test the house once you know to find out what you're dealing with. And then number two would be to test yourself to see what level of my, mycotoxins you're dealing with. Would that, would that be the next step? Just to kind of see health-wise what kind of clearing of that you need to be doing within yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good to get a baseline to see where you're at when this is all starting up, to see what levels you have. They, they could Those levels could go up and down as you're, you, it's generally a urine test. So it's like, how much you're excreting. You could be excreting a certain level, then it could actually go up as you're detoxing. But then ultimately we want it to go down as you get out of a moldy environment and you really, you know, get to the other side of detoxification. Mm. And I know that you mentioned some of the symptoms and basically what we understand is that the symptoms are very varying, that they can really kind of be all over the place when it comes to mold. And that's what I had heard. I know that respiratory is, is often a place where you'll see it but that it could be brain fog, like you said, word recall that is just in the crapper and so many other symptoms. And so it's just worth, if if for some reason you've ruled everything else out, it's maybe worth looking at anyway. Yeah. And since this is kind of a women's health show, I'll first of all I'll say the first two most common symptoms I see are brain fog and fatigue. So they aren't really respiratory. I mean, yeah, respiratory is really common, but the cellular like inflammation that happens and the brain inflammation that happens is going to cause those two things. And then for women, I don't think the hormonal symptoms get talked up nearly as much. And as you know, like I basically got into hormones because of my own mess of hormones, still never suspecting mold. And then later, as I was learning more and more about mold, I was like, wow, this is why. So I was having breakthrough bleeding, anxiety, insomnia, but just the breakthrough bleeding, if we look at that, we can say, okay, well, that's like low progesterone to estrogen. Sure, that could be stress-related or that could be age-related or this or that. But mold inflames your hypothalamus pituitary axis like directly. Like there's good information on this now. And that can just cause low hormone production. So for me, that just went on and on and on, this low hormone production. Other women will see high estrogen because mycotoxins are estrogenic. 
mycotoxins can help you gain weight and not feel full. So I think just depending on your genetics, it can really balloon you and you're, you know, you're, you're hyperestrogen, you're bleeding heavily, or you could go the other way like me and just be depressed with your hormone levels. So this can affect fertility. It can affect PMS. It can affect how you're going through menopause. And I just seem to see like often women are, you know, they're, they're mothers or, you know, whatever, like they're, so I'm 47 now. And I guess I was going through this through most of my forties. And, you know, I see a lot of women around my age and our hormones are changing. Our health is changing, but then there's this whole other thing happening that we don't know. And it's, it's very confusing. So yeah, I always say, you know, if you're doing all those things, like I was, you're eating while you're doing everything Marisa asked you to do. And you're still just like, man, I can't figure something out. Think about your hormones. Thyroid too. You know, you've had a thyroid issue and we often see Hashimoto's go with mold illness. We often see it go with Lyme disease. So yeah, it's definitely a cause worth looking at if you're struggling and and can't seem to get your hormones on track. That is, yeah. I mean, again, we have to start looking a little bit deeper and figuring out what's going on. So talk to me about... I know we talked a little bit about what could be happening in the house and and how do we even begin to approach what's going on in the house, but then how do we test for it within our bodies? I know you said it's a urine test. Yeah, it's a pretty simple at-home urine test is the short story. We offer an interpretation to go with it because even though it somewhat is a straightforward result, I think for the most part, getting any test result, you really need to get a plan because even me, when I test myself, I'll be like, oh, cool. And then I'll just like, I'll leave it because you you need to like, okay, this is information. What do I want to do with it? And then sometimes with the score, you might think, oh, that looks really bad. But when we've looked at a lot of tests, we're like, well, that's actually not that bad compared to, you know, the person before you was 20 times higher. So yeah, it's a simple urine test. Um, Test for a handful, like the most common mycotoxins that would sample various types of molds. I think these can change over time too. And sometimes people get a little like too hung up on like, oh, well, my home had this type of mold and my urine had this type of mold and like I need to treat for this type of mold. It's like just, you know, that stuff is kind of interesting, but on any given day that those things could change. So you just have mold and that's mostly what you need to focus on detoxifying. That The test that we run does also come with like an optional organics acids test. It can tell you about like candida levels, which usually go high with mold. It can tell you about mitochondria health, which can be interesting, glutathione levels. And then you can optionally do this chemical panel to see your load of, of those things. So when you have been dealing with a chronic toxin, now maybe your detox pathways are really overwhelmed. Now these chemicals could be really weighing on you too, and you're not clearing them as well. So those other things are kind of optional. And then there's some other testing companies that maybe offer their own mix of things. But I think the most important is to just do that like straight mycotoxin test. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's important to note that a lot of this is interconnected and that, yeah, you're going to see, you know, with organic acids, what, what's going on with your mitochondria, you're talking about chronic fatigue and brain fog, definitely correlated with mitochondria, but at the, at the very least, let's just know if we're dealing with mycotoxins and then we can figure out what it's impacting over time. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but 
kind of, I mean, often by the time you find out you have mold, things have really deteriorated. So it is a great in, uh, investment to get your hormones tested, to get your gut tested, to get some blood panels about your immune and red blood cell and all this. And all that does cost money. I guess that's the unfortunate part. But you know, still these tools are valuable for targeted treatment. But I think you can go step by step based on your budget. And that's totally fine. Like in the beginning, when you're dealing with a house and you're trying to figure out where to live, you don't need to go into like an in-depth gut protocol. Just like do the basics, get out of that environment, get sunshine, use a sauna if you can. Like it's all, it's going to take a while. So you can wait till you're more settled to say, do a gut test and work on reconditioning your gut. Speaking of kind of what those next steps are, let's talk a little bit about how do you recover your home and how do you recover yourself? How do you recover your body? I think people are the most interested in how they recover their body, you know? And I think what's so great about that and not to say that this is only strictly a protocol for mycotoxins, but my guess is that there is some ancillary benefits to detoxifying the system. hundred percent. I mean, you talk a lot about detoxification and, you know, making it sort of a habit in using essential oils and meditating and deep breathing and exercising and having a clean diet and all those things have benefits across the board and they're just a great way to learn to live. So if you don't have those basics in play, whole food diet, low inflammatory diet, some regular movement, even when you're tired, you have to do some regular movement because it's moving your lymph. Getting sunshine, I think is really important. Keeping up your emotional support systems is actually really important and good for your health. So, you know, those are some foundations for right now. So getting a good night's sleep, taking some kind of natural sleep aid, if not. So like get those things going before you start supplements and extra things. But some of the things that I like are, are actually just techniques. So I love dry brushing. I love Epsom salt baths, coffee enemas, saunas. This is my list of top five. I Mouth taping made number five for me. I love mouth taping. <laughs> so a lot of them are just like pretty basic things you can do that don't, you know, cost a lot of money. And then my five top supplements are glutathione, electrolytes, broccoli sprouts, um, CoQ10, and binders. So it's hard to pick. You know, everybody needs kind of a specialized thing in the in the long run. But if I had to think about, you know, my top five for each, those those would be them. Mm. Well, and I think when I was thinking about your top five for supplements, I love all of those things. I think they're all phenomenal. And I think everyone can benefit from using them all of the time, whether you've got mold or not. I know that we're specifically talking about mold. My, my intuition tells me that most of us could use that, all that help. Right. Cause we're all exposed to toxins. I, I should back up a bit too. I am a fan of good, good multivitamins, magnesium, vitamin D, just like Marisa is teaching you. That is also in the level of essentials basics. If we go into detox, these are the five I like. And yeah, because we're all being exposed to stuff all the time. And some of us were more aware of than others, but even if you buy like a new computer, that's like off gassing when you get it or, um, you know, water quality, air quality in your home, 
just everything you put in your mouth potentially has toxins. And when we do that chemical test on our clients, and most of them are very clean living, and they still have jet fuel additives in their body, they still have gasoline additives in their body. Like, you wouldn't think that you are getting, you know, you look outside and it seems like it's clean air, but you are getting exposed and your body's dealing with that every day. So I really think just knowing these things, having these tools around, it's just so important for like your long-term health and, and your energy. I'm, I'm thankful in a way I've learned all this because I think it's really going to help me age well, um, knowing all these tools. Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. And I think it's, like I said, it's one of those things that at this point in our lives, the environment's not getting healthier. We want convenience. You know, we want our Amazon packages. We want, <laughs> unfortunately, we're using a ton of single-use plastic you look at it across the board, you go outside, you're, you know, even though we haven't been, a lot of people haven't been traveling a ton, we still travel. We still do a lot of things you don't even think about. Like we just don't think about, I know that I know your audience. I know how healthy your audience is. I know how, how diligent they are. And yet from this particular facet of population to continue to see that it just really, reaffirms what you and I are talking about, which is detoxification has got to be daily. And I get that we're talking specifically about mold today. And I think it's worth, it's a worthwhile endeavor to look into, especially if you are doing a lot of other things, but you cannot get past some of your biggest symptoms. It's time to look deeper into, is it a heavy metal issue? Is it, is it a parasitic issue? Is it a mold issue? Like, is it serious chemical issues? Like, um, I was interviewing, another woman, um, her name's Dr. Wendy Trebeau, and she just went live and she, um, started having her hair started falling out, chronic fatigue came out of nowhere. And it was, it was an environmental exposure. She happened to be in Paris when there was a huge fire and all of the lead paint from that monument, oh, that church. Yeah. That the church. church. Yeah. And so she was there just walking in it, stomping all in it. And she had this massive lead exposure from this beautiful romantic trip to Paris, you know, what are the odds? And so, you know, you never know as what I'm, and so we, we never know what we're getting exposed to. And, and so I think not only doing some of that deeper work, I think if, 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 if you don't know what's going on and you've checked all what I call the fundamentals off, right. You've cleared up the food. You've been doing typical detoxing. You you've boosted those nutrient profiles. You've, you know, you've removed most of the big offenders in your house and you still feel like you're on the ground crawling through life. It's time to look at chemicals, heavy metals, mycotoxins, um, and, and any type of opportunistics that could be living in your body, chilling there, because I think that's where that deeper level of root cause is, is under, is right there. If that's the underlying root causes, the deeper, deeper ones where we've got to start looking at that, those types of labs to kind of get to the root cause of what you're dealing with. Ideally, hopefully it's not any of that, but I think that the daily work has got to be consistent. Yeah, I'm just going to throw another log on the fire and say, <laughs> and also like our emotions and thoughts too, which is really what I have to had to learn through the last few years of my life. Like there's this stuff, I think this toxic stuff is so, so important, but it's also like how you approach it and how you approach life. And you can be like, oh, this is overwhelming or this is whatever, but it's like, 
Yeah, really learn, learn your environment, learn your health. Like we are in a dangerous environment and learn how to take care of it. We can get into some more specific things. So people have like some takeaways from this call. And then, yeah, I just felt like sharing, like really also, cause you teach it too. It's like also minding the toxicity of like your thoughts and your choices and your relationships and, and all that is something I've had to learn too. Well, we were just talking about that, actually. You you have an experience coming up and you were you decided, you got the mindset ready to just embrace it and have fun with it. You know, when like you're stepping into something that you've had, you had some stuff with, like you're seeing someone oh, for, right. the, for the I first like, time. Talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you haven't seen them in a long time and you had some issues with them back in the day and you're going to see them and you're like, you know what, I'm going to embrace this moment. I'm going to walk into this with a good positive mindset. I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not going to come in here with a jerky attitude, baggage attitude. And so, yeah, I was like, it's so funny how when you're approaching something that like this journey, a healing journey or a relationship that you're mending, whatever that may be, go in with that positive mindset around it. Don't be, don't be an a-hole about it. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to. That's kind of the language we used. And I 100% agree. I think the mindset around our healing journey makes all the difference in the world. Just like toxic mold, toxic energy, toxic mindset, toxic beliefs around your journey ain't going to make you any better. No, no. I, I mean, that's a, a big part of, I, I recently, I'm writing a book on toxic mold that's just coming out that you were my coach on. And it's a big part of what I shared in there because I really think it's like how we do it and how we come out on the other side. So yeah, we've, we have this real toxic burden. It's like, you guys, there's, we have like 5,000 citations from the book. Like you can find out all about it. We have that toxic burden. And then we really do have this emotional toxic burden too. I was just learning this study from Joe Dispenza's team about how meditators make more of this protein that um, like prevents COVID from like attaching. And I was like, this is so fascinating. So there's more, there's some emerging study on all this too, about how emotional health and taking care of yourself in that way is fruitful too. And I felt like mentioning it too, because I think we can get so technical with like the supplements and the, and and, and, and like what to buy, but that's only part of health. The other part is just being joyful, like being generous, being open, being in service. You know, we, you may know some of those people in your life who maybe don't even have the best habits about how they eat, but they're just so like high on life that they sort of exude energy. So there's some energy that can come from that as well. Mm, I, I love that. I, it's probably why I was sick for so long in January as I was being such a jerk about it. <laughs> Or maybe you were just like run down and you weren't having that self-care. So Girl, there was no, I mean, I'll be like... straight up. If everyone was wondering, was she taking care of herself while she was sick with a sick baby? Absolutely not. I, and I finally, um, we have a, I, I have a coach. We, we both, we have coaches and I had a coach who's like the two lessons that came from that one embrace what you're in right now. There's probably a lesson to be had in that. And then two, and she's like, if you don't start prioritizing yourself, I, this is where it, it really hit hard. She's like, not only is your marriage going to be in trouble, but like, also I know you, you're not prioritizing yourself to take care of your son, but best believe you're not taking care of yourself as having a major negative effect on your son. And I was like, oh, how dare you? But she was right. And, and so it was, that was such a big, you know, kind of walk away moment for me, a big takeaway 
was that I was like, okay. And I, you know, it's so crazy. I, I, I was like the queen of self-care before the baby and definitely before the baby and everyone in my household getting sick. I swear to goodness, it was like having two babies in my house, my husband and my baby. And so taking care of everybody and I like any priority that was possibly mine, just like I shoved out the window. And so it was a, it was a big lesson for me to walk away from being sick for three weeks and saying, you know what, like it, it's worth prioritizing myself if it means I'm not sick for that long again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And same with this mold thing. It's like, these are tough decisions. These are tough decisions to make and you really have to love yourself and know you're worth it to be like, crap, I'm putting another $20,000 into this house or crap, I'm throwing out my bed. Like there's a lot of crap moments that are going to come up. And yeah, so you can get, you can get a lesson from it as well. And I think, yeah, I, I read this beautiful quote today about like happiness, like grows your branches and like sadness grows your roots. And I thought it was so beautiful. It's like, even those hard things, like they make like life richer. So anyway. Drop the mic. That's my I deep thought right for this girl. day. <laughs> um, I feel like we covered so, so much and got clarity, but is there anything else you want us to consider when we're going through the nitty gritty? One, you are my go-to expert when it comes to mold toxicity. So I just want to, one, plug you and your newest book. Your book is literally the most comprehensive book on mold that's about to hit the market. And so this is the go-to guide. This is the go-to everything. And we're going to have a link for the book as well. And I know you have an event coming up too, but anything else besides, you know, the plethora of incredible information that you are about to uh, uh, provide the world. And just like, (laughs) yeah. So Marisa is a bonus speaker in our toxic mold class. We talk about glucose monitors, which we both love. So that we'll link to that toxic mold masterclass. It's totally free. We're going to cover remediation. We're going to cover testing, talk to different practitioners. So that's a free resource for you. The book is very affordable resource and we'll have a bunch of bonuses. My blog is BridgetDanner.com. It has a bunch of stuff. I feel like in case I wasn't specific enough, I just want to give, I'll give one tip, which is like one chemical we all have a lot of even when we eat organic, is glyphosate. Um, That is still sprayed a heck of a lot here in the U.S., and we see that on tests a lot. So two things that are good for glyphosate are apple cider vinegar and kombucha. And you don't need a lot. It doesn't mean you're sucking down 16 ounces of kombucha, but if you tolerate kombucha, if you don't have an issue with that, you can have a little of that. You can take apple cider vinegar in a pill. Paleo Valley has one. Uh, Love that. That's a nice product. It has some other nice things in it because it can be a little damaging for your enamel. Or you can do it in drinks. You can do a shot or we have a few recipes um, with like, that was a phase I went through, my apple cider vinegar drinks. (laughs) You can do it like a little grapefruit, grape juice and a lot of water. So there's some ways to to do it. So I'll just share that as like, as, as daunting as this sounds, like, there is a lot of good information on on ways to uh, break down specific toxins. Mm-hmm. I love Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar pills. I think that they're so great. If you don't, if you don't love to drink apple cider vinegar, or you're just like, oh, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. That is a great. And Paleo Valley has been a sponsor for this podcast. Um, this is not talking. We're not talking just about Paleo Valley, but they do have some cool stuff. And that's actually how I take my apple cider vinegar is, is with um, is theirs. So. 
just, just, just my own personal experience on that. But most importantly, I want everyone to go check you out, go check out the blog. We're going to have the link to the book. Can you tell everyone the title of the book? Where's the book? Look, I got it printed out on a piece of paper. Yay. (laughs) I don't have an actual book. It's called the ultimate toxic mold recovery guide. Take back your health, home and life. So it'll be on Amazon. Um, probably by the time this podcast airs, it'll be on pre-order. Woo woo. Well, congratulations, girl, on all the things that are going on. And I just want to celebrate you. Just take a moment and celebrate you. One, you're an, you're an author, which is so exciting Two, you turned a pretty crappy situation into serving tens of thousands of people and you're going to continue to serve even more people. So I always just want to recognize you for taking a time where you were at your lowest of low and transforming that into saving so many other people's lives. That is that is leadership and that is true healer, healer energy right there. Oh, I'm really feeling that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, I hope that I'm an example of how much uh, a, a curse can become a blessing because I feel like I'm just completely hitting like my zone of where I'm meant to be. And I'm just like super grateful. You are killing it, girl. I'm so proud of you. I hope that today's interview shed some light on this very hidden infection. As Bridget mentioned, diagnosing a mold-related illness is very crucial, but there's a lot that we can do to detoxify our body on a daily basis to help address any nasty toxins, including mycotoxins inside of the body. Now, if you're concerned that you may have mold exposure, I highly recommend checking out Bridget's Mold Masterclass. She's got the best experts in the world on mold in this discussion. It is the best place for guidance and resources. And as I mentioned, or as we mentioned, her upcoming book, The Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Book, is again, the best resource out there. It is the definitive resource, and it's gonna be up on Amazon for pre-order pretty much this week. Now I'm gonna have the link for both in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to my website, drmarisa.com slash podcast, and you'll get everything there. Again, thank you so much for listening into the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, especially this message around toxic mold, take a moment, screenshot the episode, send it to them, or share it on social. And when you do share it on social, don't leave out hashtag hormone literacy and hashtag hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing day. 